The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by Alumni Ventures. Invest with confidence. Discover the power of venture investing with Alumni Ventures, America's largest venture firm for individual investors. Learn more at av.vc. LinkedIn presents. It's time to rebrand the word needy. Because what is neediness apart from a bid for connection? Your neediness is a voracious hunger to matter, a deep yearning to be prioritized and handled with care, and I absolutely want that for all of us. Happy Friday, everyone. This is the Next Big Idea Daily. I'm your host, Michael Kovnat, and I'm needy. Yes, I said it. I'm needy. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I have needs, a lot of them, and so do you. We all do, and pretending we don't can get us into trouble. So says Mara Glotzel, author of the book, Needy, How to Advocate for Your Needs and Claim Your Sovereignty. Mara is a life coach and podcaster, and she joins us now to share some of her big ideas. You are human, and humans have needs. I will repeat that because this first idea is life-altering in and of itself. You are a human, and humans have needs. Thus, the presence of your needs is a fact and not a flaw. Your needs aren't weaknesses or personal moral failures. Your life's purpose isn't to override your needs in order to micromanage other people's perception of you or to produce more quickly or neatly. Too often, we are taught that these tender human parts of ourselves will be wedged between us and the belonging that we ache for. But belonging, too, is a human need, and we must stop believing that we need to trespass against ourselves in this way in order to belong to others. You are a human, and humans have needs. A need is something that you require, and a want is something that you desire. Needs and wants work in concert here, where the need becomes the what and the want becomes the how. Take breakfast, for example. This morning, I was hungry and needed to eat, but what I wanted to eat was a gluten-free waffle with blueberry compote, vanilla yogurt, maple syrup, and hemp seeds. The need is my hunger, but the desire for a specific taste is the pleasure vehicle that makes the breakfast uniquely satisfying for me, individually. This may sound simplistic, but feeding myself in this manner requires me to occupy space in the center of my life. My needs must matter to me enough for me to slow down in order to meet them. My own satisfaction must matter to me enough to get curious about exactly what I'm hungry for. No matter how you've been socialized to know them, your needs are not a problem. They are guideposts leading you home to your most true and fully expressed self. When you stop banishing your needs to the margins of your life— and welcome them into every conversation, relationship, and moment of your day, your life instantly becomes more humane, sustainable, and satisfying. It's time to rebrand the word needy. Because what is neediness apart from a bid for connection? Your neediness is a voracious hunger to matter, a deep yearning to be prioritized and handled with care, and I absolutely want that for all of us. You are a human and you have needs. Those needs are not a problem, but they become challenging to hold both for us and the people around us when they are not understood, 
verbalized, or well-tended. They become more challenging to hold when we endeavor to outsource them to the people around us because we were never given the tools to tend to them ourselves, and because we were taught that minimizing our needs was an act of love and service to those around us. Hear me when I say this. You have needs, and those needs are your responsibility. Expecting others to just know what you need or read your mind is an unfair expectation. Expecting others to meet the needs that you are unable or unwilling to show up for is an unfair expectation. Believing that you can earn your way to deserving your needs sets up a pattern of overworking and overfunctioning that will surely create the conditions for burnout. Yet, continuing to peddle our neediness as an embarrassing, shameful thing undoubtedly keeps us from getting our needs met. It doesn't make us less needy. In fact, it makes us more needy by all but guaranteeing we will become fraught and enmeshed in the stories we carry about our needs. In order to find our way out of this emotional entanglement, we require education about what is possible to need, role models of people who are centering their needs and setting boundaries to protect them, and to hear stories of other needy humans bravely continuing to ask for what they need, whether or not those needs are met by others. Luckily, needy contains all three of these essential elements. Real self-care is responsive, not prescriptive. Being a human is gloriously inconvenient. Our physical, mental, and emotional bodies resist definition, We sweat, cry, need, and yearn in ways that do not easily slip into our color-coded Google calendars, but our bodies are always communicating with us and we can learn to understand their language. We require care, real care, not the self-care that's being sold to us. The self-care industry is steadily responding to our collective burnout but continually misses the mark by prioritizing surface-level care over the deeply felt restoration that accompanies true nourishment. We love to talk about flowery self-care, colorful CBD packaging, and crystal baths because it feels beautiful, aspirational, and manageable. But real, deeply impactful self-care is responsive, not prescriptive. It requires healing the chasm in your relationship with yourself so that you can feel seen, heard, and held. Self-trust is built when we learn to turn towards ourselves instead of further chasing a beautiful plan created by and for somebody else. Embarking on the journey of caring for yourself in this way is simple. Ask yourself how you're doing and care to wait for truthful answers to begin to surface. Ask yourself what you need, and devote yourself to meeting those needs in whatever way is most doable on that given day. Do less and more often. Stop waiting for a spree of gloriously blank days in your calendar or the perfect self-care opportunity to manifest, and start caring for yourself in tiny and imperfect ways each day. But caring for yourself in this way can be complicated too. It requires unlearning the cultural stories and familial beliefs that stand between you and the nourishment you ache for. 
It requires beginning to divest from the systems of oppression that exist in the world around you and question the many ways you have embodied these messages and recreate these patterns of behavior in the expectations you have of yourself and others each day. There is never going to be a better time to end a cycle of self-abandonment. Let's define self-abandonment as anything other than a full embrace of your needs. Bypassing or ignoring your needs is an abdication of your role as the tender steward and sovereign leader of your own life. When your needs are lovingly attended to, something profound shifts inside of you. With time, this tending heals the part of you that has been held at arm's length or avoided altogether. You may not identify with self-abandonment, even as you are routinely dehydrated, holding out on getting up to pee as a reward for scratching just one more thing off of your to-do list, or saving your expensive body oil for a special occasion, only to have it inevitably go rancid in your bathroom cabinet. I started taking better care of myself by safeguarding two minutes in the bathroom behind a closed door while I brushed my teeth. I remember those two minutes feeling excruciating, when everything in me wanted to rush and grab my phone in order to multitask brushing my teeth while checking my email, minding my calendar, and being relentlessly connected to what everyone else wanted from me. Simultaneously, those two minutes felt ridiculous. I wanted the solution to be something sexier, a big, beautifully crafted plan to reinvent my entire life in 10 days or less. Yet those perfect plans had always left me overwhelmed to the point of inaction and stewing in self-loathing, believing the lie that there was something so broken in me that there was no point in even trying to make it better. The more broken I saw myself to be, the more rigid I became and the further distanced I was from my burgeoning self-belief and trust. I incorrectly assumed that I was doing it wrong when it got hard, believing my discomfort meant I needed to go back to the start to create a better plan. This is the crux of self-abandonment. I am imperfect, therefore I am wrong and must be fixed by doing more. The perfect plan does not exist, but we will spend our entire lives in pursuit of it when really the only way forward is through. Being uncomfortable doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. Self-partnership is holding your own hand as you squelch through the muck, taking strides towards taking up space in your life in a way that feels impossible and essential. Learning to be with yourself within the discomfort is what builds self-trust and yields the results you are after. You've been working on yourself, but it's time to work with yourself. Growing your relationship with yourself from self-abandonment to self-partnership is the life hack you've been looking for. No, it's not easy. No, I can't offer you a shiny package that will perfectly detail the route that you need to follow in order to get there. Identifying, honoring, and advocating for your needs is a practice done in partnership with yourself, and there is no quick fix. You've been conditioned to believe that you are a big problem that requires a big fix which is why you've turned a blind eye to making slow, incremental changes in your life. There's nothing particularly interesting about reclaiming two minutes of your life and repurposing them to connect more deeply with yourself. And yet, this is what works. 
Tending to your needs is about pouring yourself a glass of water and unhooking from the belief systems and cultural stories that keep you striving to earn your worth. It is about nurturing the habits that sustain your energy and receiving your own care as a daily reminder that you matter. Radical self-responsibility informs responsive self-care, which rebuilds self-trust and with time blossoms into self-acceptance and self-love. In other words, it's time to stop waiting until you love yourself or for meeting your needs to feel easier and make the choice to turn towards yourself and ask the question, what do I need right now? Now really, take a moment and ask that for yourself. What do you need right now? You want more than the scraps you've been subsisting on, but the life you want for yourself isn't going to magically happen through recreating someone else's Instagram photo or embodying what their definition of a successful life looks like. You've been conditioned to operate this way. In fact, it might feel like there's no other way, but there is. A deeply rich and satisfying life is built by asking yourself the questions, what do I want? What do I need? And your willingness to honor your own response. Radical change happens when you stop working on yourself and start working with yourself. It's not something that you've ever been taught until now. Thank you, Mara. Okay, everyone, one of my needs is rest, and I'm going to take some time over the holidays to do just that. I hope you do too. Next week, we'll be replaying some of our favorite episodes from the last year. Hope you enjoy those. This week's episodes were written and produced by me and edited by Caleb Bissinger. The next Big Idea Daily is part of the LinkedIn Podcast Network. See you soon. <laughs>